Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from location Bravo. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I'll be uh, hosting the program here for the next two hours of the program. Well, hosting the program for the next two hours of the program. Okay, roll. That's already one. I screwed up once. Um, yeah, I know. Let's keep going, though. I'll <laughs> uh, uh, we'll be with you for about the next two hours. I don't do this show by myself. Let me go around the room real quick and introduce you to my fellow compatriots. On my right is the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Lead a workshop. Remember birthdays. Uh, good to be back. Good to be back. So how, how are things? Little, uh, how are things? A little vacation. Let folks know where you are. Obviously, you're, uh, you, are, you sound as though you're outside the studio, so let's, let's let them in on that secret. Oh, yes. I'm coming to you live from location Echo. Look, look, location Echo? Is that what we said? Location Echo? I like it. Yeah. E for Earl. E. E for Earl. And Earl for E. That's pretty pretty. Um, how far out uh, from the regular studio would you estimate you are? Well, hold on. Let me ask you this. If everybody drove the right way, got out of the way, how long would you think it would be to be here as opposed to how are they driving right now? So what's the two time differences? Uh, if everybody drives right, probably uh, about an hour. The way everybody's driving, I might make the studio and before the show's over, maybe. <laughs> we'll save some of the popcorn for you. So you know. Yeah. Okay. In the studio, it's um, it's what is it today? It's the uh, what's the sweet one that they do? The kettle corn. It's kettle corn day. Yeah, kettle corn's good. Good stuff. Good stuff. It's all in the keyboard and everything here, though. Don't tell. Don't tell the engineers. Uh, we'll uh, take them out. We'll take them out. So, uh, so how was uh, how's things been in the week of Earl? Good. Good. Uh, busy. Uh, had uh, some excitement earlier this week of the good kind, uh, as I think everybody's kind of pieced together. Uh, I drive back and forth to uh, Mobile, Alabama. And earlier this week, uh, I was able to get up there early, earlier than what I was scheduled to. So I took the extra time, and I made a little short Uber trip over and visited the museum of the USS Alabama. Oh, nice. The, the, the battleship Alabama there, yeah. 
Yes. Yes. How, how, is that your first time? Uh, first time there on it? Oh yes. Yeah, it was the first time ever seeing that, and it was amazing. I had four, maybe five hours set aside available to do it. That still wasn't enough. That um, I know when you drive over. What is it? Is it the I ten bridge there over Mobile? Um, yes. You can you could see it, and it, and it looks immense. But when you walk up to it and you can't see either end because of the curve of the ship, it's a pretty big boat. Oh yeah, very big. Yeah. What uh, What do you think uh, when you when you walk up to it now? If I now listen, I haven't been up there since uh, with the, the hurricane four or five years ago when uh, it kind of tore through there. Um, there uh, there used to be they had a submarine outside and then there was a couple of helicopters I think maybe an airplane or two. Is that is all yes, that still there? There were quite a few helicopters, quite a few airplanes. In fact, they probably even added airplanes since you were there. And the USS Drum, a World War II submarine, is still on display. I did tour that as well. And really quickly, I am too tall to be a submariner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and and it's uh, listen. I think anybody above like five five is too tall to be a submariner. Um, they uh, that was some tight quarters. I mean. Listen, even inside the battleship, you got a little tight when you got down to crew berthing. But when you go in that submarine, you're like, okay, that's the difference between a cruise ship and a rowboat, you know? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Um, what was the, uh, uh, the, the impression of the drum once you're inside that? They still let you go down in it, right? Yes. Yeah, you were able to go down in it. Uh, got the, you know, started at the bow and all, went all the way to the stern. And it was, you know, one-way-only tour because there was no room to pass each other. Uh, yeah, it was very, very tight. I mean, it's just my physical size. Uh, I, I did have to turn sideways a little bit to go and go down the hallways. Right. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely meant for little dudes there on the submarine. Uh, so, but I guess you're in the Navy and you're in the war, right? They just walk through the basic oh, yeah. training and they go... Uh, they go, give me all the guys below 5'6 with a 28-inch waist, you know? And, then, and they make them all the submarine dudes. Uh, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. Now, when you walk up to the battleship, what are you thinking then? Oh, my gosh. This thing's huge. It's massive. And as soon as you walk on deck, obviously, you know, still being a gun guy, the first thing that I caught that caught my eye when I walked on the main deck, they had one of the projectiles uh, mounted underneath the uh, the rear battery of the 16-inch guns. I walked right to it and I took took photos standing next to it. I'm about six two, six foot two inches tall. That projectile was almost as tall as I am. And yeah, then I started like reading. Two, yeah, like 2,000-pound shells. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was reading the plaque next to it. They're 2,700-pound shells, Ooh. and the Alabama. Alabama was able to shoot them about 21 miles. That's pretty. That's pretty intense when you think about it. You know, especially uh, when they were using them for shore bombardment back in uh, you know World War II for you know for softening up for the beach landings. Just could you imagine being rained down by by those things? You'll you'll be glad to know. Even you know the, the barrel is 16 inches across. They still considered it 45 caliber. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Old, old uh, John uh, uh, Browning there, you know. <laughs> uh, 
That's right. Why do they consider it a 45er? I'll tell everybody. Uh, that I don't know. I just happened to notice that on the different placards. It was everything there was a, pretty much a self-guided tour. Uh, there were a few volunteers here and there to answer some questions if they knew uh, the answers to those. There were different volunteers in different sections. Gotcha. Uh, one one of the highlights of the trip for me. Granted, it is not the most glorious. It is not, for lack of a better word, the coolest. I happened to run across the ship's tailor area, and there was a volunteer in there working on repairing and restoring the sewing machine that the singer sewing machine, it was treadle mounted, you know, foot powered, that the crew member used. And got okay. struck, struck up struck up a conversation with him, and he's talking about, you know, whether or not he's going to be able to put a new drive belt on it. He's got to work on the capacitor for the electric motor. And started talking with him, and turns out he met the, uh, the ship's tailor. Uh, I don't remember his first name, but the, the crewman's name was Lundstrom. And what really got me was there was a photo of Lundstrom in 1943 at that sewing machine. He duplicated the photo again in 1988 at a crew member's reunion. Amazing. Folks, uh, listen, we'll get some more out of her when we come back from the break. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. Stick around. We'll be back shortly. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. 
Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. Listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from a location, Bravo. Uh, we've got uh, Earl on the line with us. He's at uh, location Echo, so he's uh, he's working his way back towards us. Uh, Earl, before we uh, before we uh, we leave uh, the story, uh, I just jump into jump back into it. I was just taking a look at the uh, at the map here, uh, the aerial view of the battleship. Alabama Museum there in Mobile, Alabama, which uh, which Earl j just uh, had the opportunity to go to earlier this week. For those that are just joining us, um, they Earl they put in a lot of stuff there. There's a lot. There's an aircraft pavilion now. There's the uh, oh, yeah. I see uh, an F-105, an F-16, an F-15, an F-14, uh, an F-86, um, a couple of helicopters off on the side. Uh, the B-52 is there. Some Navy trainers, C-47. Uh, and they got a couple they're working on. So, wow, this this is this has gotten uh, pretty uh, pretty big. This is this is looking nice there, um, and it looks like they also got a little uh, uh, RV, uh, not RV, uh, a remote control RC uh, landing field there. I guess they must do uh, like competitions or stuff out there for the, uh, uh, the the miniature warbirds, I guess. Yeah, they may do that. I, I did not see that area. But then uh, even newer, after the photos you just saw, they've added an A-12 Blackbird. Oh, no, yeah, I've not a seen that. A-12 and the SR-71, I don't know. But simply put, it's an SR-71 Blackbird. Yeah, the, a the A-12 is the predecessor. A-12 was when they were still trying to make it an attack. Uh, it was still armed. Um, and... Well, shortly after development, they realized it was outrunning its weaponry, so they couldn't make it attack. So it, then it went to the the SR-71 from there. But basically, same minus a few extra doodads. Um, so yeah, this uh, this looks really nice. This looks really nice. I have to get back up there. Maybe I might have to ride along in your cargo hold one day. Let me know when you got a reaper truck so I can relax on the back. You know, I'll, just, I'll, I'll sit in the cool air with a jacket on. Oh uh, boy. Uh, um. 
Earl, looking around the country, looking at all the stuff we could do, I, I think I want to start off um, talking about the the Ukraine. Um, you know, listen, there's a lot of politics involved there. There's a lot of, uh, I think, a lot more than people understand. But I don't want to, you know what, that's not, that's not where we want to go. We want to talk about the, uh, the Second Amendment part of the Ukraine. Uh, Earl, I'm sure you've been following. Everybody else has. It's hard to get away from. The president there in the Ukraine has asked for firearms. Um, now, recently, let, hold on, let me get, give you a little bit of timeline. They've been independent from the Soviet Union since the Soviet Union collapsed in 91. So you're talking about 31 years. Um, they, had, uh, they had some missteps early on when building their new country because the Ukraine was never a country, an independent country, before the Soviet Union uh, came about in, uh, was it 22, in the, the Bolshevik Revolution, right? There's 17 and then 22, end of war and Bolshevik Revolution, so during that time. So they were never really their own country. The only time they've ever been their own country is, you know, the last 30 years. Um, they had some missteps writing their new version of the Constitution. Hey, so did America. Remember, we had the Articles of Confederation for the first, uh, what, 12, uh, 13 years before we got it right uh, and changed right. it to a Constitution? Um, and they've written, you know, basically a Second Amendment. It, I mean, it's not called the Second Amendment. They have their own right to bear arms section in their new Constitution. And listen, the bowtie gun guy, uh, Alan Gottlieb, was actually one of the guys who went over there uh, as one of the world scholars to help them write that in that. Um, and that's what you're seeing now with the, uh, you know, here at day two or day three, depending on the, you know, whose calendar you're looking at, the Ukraines have stopped the Soviets, you know, in their tracks. Now, there's a lot to understand there, and we'll get into the tactics of that, but, but Earl, just the ability that these guys, and I'm sure they're all AK-47s, you know, it's, it's, it's the Ukraine. Probably, uh, they made them probably there. yeah. Yeah, they made AKs there. They make they make the ammo there. All the uh, all the Russian ammo. Most of the Russian ammo was came out of the Ukraine for yeah, for just forever. So uh, probably not a shortage of that. But uh, Earl AK-47s have stopped the tanks and the BMPs from rolling through. Now here's the tactical issue. You know the the Russians' rule of engagement is probably like uh, don't waste civilians uh, with AKs. You know don't don't go in and destroy the cities. Because um, at least I believe right now, if the Russians went in and leveled the place, Earl, then they then they get military support from around the world. I think, you know, Probably. you can't go in there and knock it down to nothing. But if they go in there and they just, you know, they only fight with the military and they're just trying to take over what used to be theirs. Because remember, thirty years ago it was theirs. Uh, you know, they could use that world argument where everybody's like, okay, well, we'll just keep sitting on the fence over here while you guys do that. So, in a sense, the firearm, the, the, you know, their version of the Second Amendment has got that all on standstill right now. Because you're talking about citizens, the Ukrainian military is there as well, we know that. But you're talking about citizens with AK-47s saying, you know, no, not on my block. I mean, that's well, that, well, that right there, that's, I mean, that just defines the reason for, for, an, for a Second Amendment. Yes, yeah, the, the Ukrainian military and or government is handing out full machine guns to its citizens to aid in defense of, that, of its country. 
That's I, uh, I, heard, I, I heard a story of a, a, a gentleman, elderly enough, that he's a grandfather. He showed up to deploy to wherever they needed him with a suitcase, with a change of clothes, and his wife packed him a couple of sandwiches, and he, he said he was doing this for his grandchildren. Yeah. Well, isn't that the reason any of us go to war, so our kids won't have to? You know, uh, that's 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 pretty much it. You know, um, to to you know save the world from you know from tyrants and despots like this guy here. Um, I, I don't know, Earl. You know, I'm looking at the you know the big picture of it. Uh, uh, Crimea, Crimea, however you pronounce it, uh, however you choose to pronounce it, was invaded. You know, six seven years ago in. Uh, uh, while President Obama was president, you know, Putin invaded that section of the Ukraine. Crimea is part of the Ukraine. And then the world sat around and, you know, the Democrats did their thing. Like, how dare you? We'll put sanctions on you. You know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Trump's in office with his mean tweets, you know. He goes over and puts his boot in, uh, you know, the, the rocket boy's butt, right? And uh, he walks across the DMZ there. And, and then that quiets down for the entire four years, right? He goes yep. over and has that talk with Putin, you know, that little man-to-man talk, like, uh, you know what I'm capable of. I'm crazy, you know? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's what Trump said to him. You know, I'm crazy. You know? I'll do it, you know? Um, and Putin said, okay, okay. And here, we're not even done with Biden's, uh, you know, what are we, just over the first year now, right? Uh, and uh, and Putin's like, all right, we're ready. We've been we've been building stuff on the border, and you didn't notice it. We're we're going in. What are you going to do? And then Biden did exactly what we all said he was going to do, right? Sanctions. I'm going to put sanctions in place. Sanctions on top of sanctions. And if they do something again, I'll put more sanctions on them. Uh, yeah. Earl, you you and I we we live in Florida, right? Florida. We uh mm-hmm. we know we know how good the sanctions have been against Cuba. I mean, you know, 60 years now. Those guys are going to crumble any day now. You know, oh, all yeah. the sanctions oh, yeah. we've got. Um, those sanctions are gotta, just, you know. Got to give it time. Give it time. They'll, 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 they'll take effect. It'll end them. It'll end them. You know, soon. Listen, they, their last dictator died. <laughs> and and, and we still got sanctions against them 60 years later. It's just ridiculous. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, I've heard of uh, quite a few people are uh, uh, packing a bag and uh, putting on a... Uh, Grabbing some body armor and, and saying, uh, "Hey, it's time to time to you know what, we did, what they used to say, uh, uh, um, kill a commie for mommy, right?" Well, I don't yep. I don't know if the Russians even know what they are anymore, but you know, still communists. But uh, here they are. They're trying to take over an independent nation. You know, no matter what, the, no matter how far you go back and you look at it. I mean, you know, is this a civil war? Is this internal? Uh, you know, oh, what's the simple view? You got communists versus independents right here. And that's, uh, I think that's what the world should focus on, uh, as well as, right, without, without them handing out AK-47s. And, again, within the last two years, they wrote that back into it because, like everybody else, they tried to take firearms away uh, after they became a country because that's what Russia did, right? And they didn't want people killing each other. Now they realize, just as America did, remember, we didn't have a standing military uh, when we first started this country. And then the War 1812 came. And we quickly made sure everybody had a firearm. Uh, and that's exactly what's going on there in Ukraine. So many parallels. 
There's a lot of parallels oh, yeah. going on. Oh yeah. Even the time. Uh, uh, folks, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to our, uh, our our Baltic talk. I mean, our Ukraine talk. So, um, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Location Bravo. We'll be back after the break. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family-owned and operated GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR-15 and AR-308 platform-style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free-floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag. Visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you going to do? You're going to go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. No, you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from a location, Bravo. Uh, Earl, uh, you know, before we get on with the folks and, uh, and get into the next story, I wanted to tell everybody that I, I, uh, I sat and uh, I saw uh, uh, our good friend, attorney Kevin Maxwell, this week. Um, and uh, oh, he said to say hi. Yeah, he said to say hi to everyone. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's swamped. He's hiring some more attorneys. Um, he said he's down personally to a caseload of like 40. Um, and I said, stop making excuses. Get back on the radio. And he said, uh, he said, okay, I'll, I'll see you in the next couple of weeks. So we should, uh, we should have him back in here uh, soon, soon hopefully. Which you know what that means? We're gonna have to, I'm gonna have to sweep, we have to sweep up the studio, Got all this popcorn stuff on the floor. It looks like, uh, in the, the, the studio floor looks like, uh, what's the, uh, what's the restaurant where you can eat the peanut shells and throw them on the ground? Uh, I think that was Roadhouse. Yeah, it looks like that. It looks like that. Then you get all the hay in here. Also, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's what happens when you have a. Uh, you have a studio in a barn. So, you know, 
people leave us alone though for the most part. So Oh yeah. Uh, let's let's take a look. Let's take a look. Idaho. You know, Earl, we don't we don't we don't get a lot of uh, uh gun stories out of Idaho because I mean Idaho is like just, you know, Oh, you want a gun? We'll just do it. Why are you asking somebody? You know, it's Idaho. They're about as pro gun as you can get in Idaho, right? Um although yeah. I have I have heard from our friends in the Pacific Northwest that as they flee uh like Seattle and stuff, they're going to places like Montana and Idaho and Idaho's just a I guess a short drive from Spokane. Um but that there's also a certain number of uh you know the uh, the liberals that are fleeing Seattle and going also to Idaho and bringing it there. So I guess you can't get you can't escape it anywhere, right? It's just gonna follow you. Uh, so like you know. like but, uh, but for the most part, you know, Idaho is just uh easing along. You know, like uh, they they really to pass a new gun law, Earl, and it's not a gun law, it's a good thing. Um they had to wait for something better to come along. They're like, Wow, we never thought about having that. Let's do that. So Here's the new law in Idaho, and they're calling it the Rittenhouse Law or the Rittenhouse Clause. So let's say you go to Idaho or you live in Idaho and you're in Idaho and, you know, all of a sudden uh, you have to use uh, your firearm or other weapon to defend yourself. You, know, you, are, you, you use it for self-defense, whether it's in the home or outside, the, outside of your home and, uh, and you're covered under stand your ground. What's, folks, what's stand your ground? Remember, we want to make sure everybody's clear on stand your ground. Uh, it's, it's an extended version of the castle doctrine. Uh, in your home, you're not required to retreat. You're allowed to defend yourself and your family where you stand. The stand your ground is the extension of that that says, um, no matter where I stand, as long as I'm standing there legally, I'm allowed to defend myself. I don't have to retreat or flee away from the threat. Now, Earl, I'll tell you, you, you better evaluate. Because you know what, if you're if the best option is backing away, then then you stand, if that's the win you take it. All right, just because you can stand your ground doesn't mean you should stand your ground. No, no, the fight you get into before you get into the fight. Uh, so Earl, they have a they have the stand your ground right, and um, uh, and they also have you know when they claim self defense there, the burden is on the state. To prove self to prove self defense, we've seen that go back and forth from state to state. But in Idaho, if you say I, I claim self defense, well, the state has to prove it ahead of time that it was not self defense. So if you get arrested for shooting a dude that was trying to rob you, and you say self defense, the state has to go before the court and prove that uh, with your attorney present. And if it's not, they toss it out. Like sorry, it was self defense. Uh, okay, so here's the here's the issue. Let's say this happens, Earl, and the uh, and the judge says, "Okay, I find uh, it, it was not self-defense, um, so we're going to let this go to trial." Or I'm not convinced it was self-defense. Let's let it go to trial. And if the state attorney or the district attorney there continues to push and try the case. And if they lose, listen to this, Earl, if they lose with because of the self-defense uh, plea or the self-defense uh, argument, then they have to pay. They have to pay all the attorney's fees. They have to cover the whole charge of the trial. And the uh, the guy who was accused obviously gets to go home, but he gets to go home with uh, with some cash in his pocket, too. 
Yeah, now now prosecution has some skin in the game. I like it. I mean, it gets rid of the whole, I'm going to prosecute him because I don't like him. I'm going to prosecute him because I'm a closet racist. I'm going to prosecute him, you know, just because I don't like the name Brandon or whatever it is, you know. Uh, you, they're, they're, they've got that opportunity now to do it. Um, now, remember, Earl, in Florida, we've got, uh, as part of our preemption law, if if there's a state or municipality or a government agent that violates your firearms rights um, and uh, they violate them in such a way where it actually violates uh, the law um, or violates your constitutional rights, our preemption says the, the, uh, the, the governor can go in and fire them from their government job and remove any certifications they have. Um, the other thing it says is if you get sued, if, you, if you're found to be liable criminally or civilly, you know, or civil rights reasons, and, and the, the victim sues them, they, they, have to, they have to provide their own defense. They can't, they, they can't, the county or the state cannot pay for their attorneys. They have to, it has to come out of their own pocket. So they can feel some of that, what happens when you get falsely accused of something kind of pressure. Um, nice, nice. So it'd be nice to see that in the, uh, in the Idaho, but uh, they're still in the early stages. Uh, they go on to say here, let's see, that uh, the way the political world is looking more and more every day, we need to make sure that our citizens are protected beyond any shadow of a doubt so that if they do indeed take human life, that they're protected as well. Um, this is being sponsored uh, by a couple of, obviously, a couple of uh, Republican uh, representatives in their, in their house. Um, let's see. It says the immunity and reimbursement wouldn't apply if the person knew or reasonably should have known that the person they're using a force against is a police officer. Okay. So that's, that's the law pretty much in the land, folks. And just so everybody understands, um, you're not allowed to resist a police officer. It's illegal to resist a police officer. Now, whether the state charges it or the state attorney picks it up, it's illegal to resist a police officer. Uh, why? And, and this goes back to, you know, maybe there is a, a cop that misunderstood the law or thinks he's got the wrong or the, he has the wrong person but doesn't know he has the wrong person. Um, you're required to comply uh, because that's for the safety of everyone around, really. Um, if, if you could fight, if it was okay for you to fight back a cop in that situation, then that would make it okay to fight back cops all the time because everybody's excuse would be, I'm not the right guy. you got the wrong guy, right? Or how many times do we hear, you got the wrong guy? Oh, exactly. All the time. All the time. Every time. Every time. Now, I'm not talking about a cop coming up with a you know, piece of rebar and beating you with it, all right? I'm, I'm talking about, you know, like resisting arrest, resisting a police officer, okay? Um, or, or as this states, using force against the police officer, you know? So you, you don't want to be, well, know your target, right, Earl? There's somebody going around your house in the middle of the night, right? You just start popping uh, uh, rounds through the, through the door? No, no, no. Uh-uh. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to hit them with a white light so I can identify yep. my possible target. Yep. Uh, so always know your target, right? Always know your target. Um, if this, in, if this uh, legislation is enacted, it requires the county or the prosecuting state agency where the person was charged with a crime to reimburse defendant for all reasonable costs. That's if they are found not guilty by reason of self-defense. 
Reasonable costs include lost wages, the cost of any lost business, opportunities and legal costs including the bail, any expert witness testimony fees, and attorney's bills and other expenses. That's a that's a big deal right there, Earl. That's that's the state of uh, Idaho, uh, excuse me, Idaho, stepping up and going. Uh, yeah, bring bring your nonsense here. Watch watch what happens when you when you try and bring that here. Yeah, making sure that if if, the, if they're going to bring charges against someone, they are they are fully they're they're sure of the charges before court even starts. Look at. Um, uh, we only got about uh, 20 seconds left, but look at George Zimmerman as an example. Uh, again, folks, forget the story. Forget the crime. Let's talk about he was, con he was not guilty. He was found not guilty uh, uh, of that offense. And here it is, uh, 10 years later, he's still paying back those legal fees, right? And he, and he, can, and he can never get a job, you know? Uh, so, ridiculous. Uh, folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Location Bravo and Location Echo. We'll be back after the break. The Keltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. 
Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location Bravo and Location Echo. Uh, we uh, continue to uh, bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Uh, Earl, you know, I guess who else I talked to this week? Another one of our uh, our fresh, uh, uh, enjoyable people. Somebody with a theme song on our station. Uh, Craig. I did talk to Craig. I did talk to Craig, but uh, that's not who I meant. I talked to uh, oh. I talked to the chief surgeon. Oh, Dr. John. Dr. John. You know what he's doing? You know what that guy's doing? Uh, he's no, training no for... Yeah, I, I know, right? He's training for um, a leg of the uh, uh, the, the, the French... Uh, oh, man. Uh, the, uh, the bicycle race. What's the bicycle race? No. Oh, totally. Tour de France? Tour yeah, de like France? the Tour de France. They're, they're doing the Tour de Texas, uh, where he is. So nice. He's got something like... A, he's got to do a 60-miler in one day, up and down uh, the rolling uh, hills of Texas there. So he's been training for that. Uh, and I'm like, are you, are you kidding? I don't like sitting on a motorcycle seat too long, let alone on a, a freaking uh, 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 bicycle seat. And it's just like, that's, that's too much. That's not enough seat. That's not enough seat. Well, I, I, Dr. John is kind of hardcore. He is. He is hardcore. He's, uh, he's hardcore from the back in the old hardcore days, so... Uh, let's see here. Let me see. Look at some comments here. Uh, Earl, just so you're, you're clear, 15 months ago, we were energy independent. Gas prices were, were half what they are now, and inflation was non-existent, and Putin was in check. Uh, well, I guess, uh, you know, elections have consequences, folks. Right? Yes, they do. Exactly, exactly what we've seen here. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's take a look at uh, Every Town for Gun Safety. Earl, are you are you a member of Every Town for Gun Safety? No, I'm not. I I, I am not a member, I guess, so to speak. I've never uh, obviously donated any money to them. If I could find a way to donate negative money to them, I would. Like, like I keep looking around. Is anybody's uh, value of their money in their country negative value to us? So that's it's like sending them a bill in the mail. That's what I'd like to do. You know. Um, well, every town for gun safety. And uh, Earl, how many safety classes do they host a week? Do you remember this? Uh, zero. Zero. They host zero classes for the for every town for gun safety. Um, well, they came out with a story that says uh, the stand your ground laws. That's the reason that that the murder rates are skyrocketing. Right. Well, well I mean, first off, uh, hold on here. Yeah. Right. Um, there's murder, right? Murder. What you got me for? Murder. One eight seven. Um, when you you unlawfully kill someone, right? Right. Then there's, then there's justifiable homicide, which is, uh, yeah, he broke into my house and uh, I told him to get out and he didn't, and I uh, I make them dance the double lot, you know, double lot pellet dance, you know, uh, and he uh, he he did not survive. Um, so. There's murder and there's murder. What what could they possibly be talking about? Let's see here. Uh, it, it says, historically, when anti-gun activists feel slighted or ignored, they regroup, pivot, and push out some other form of propaganda. Well, here you go. Open a break back into the 24-hour news cycle. Uh, today's no exception. Bloomberg's crew has already started pushing a new study from a handful of British academics who claim that state-your-ground laws are associated with 8% to 11% increase uh, in homicide rates. Um, Earl, uh, all, all I have to say to that is, um, uh, what, are, what are they smoking? 
where, where are they? Um, these are the same people that uh, I watched on uh, Fox News last night, uh, and, and, and they brought in some expert analyst. Don't even know who she was. Uh, but she explained how uh, she explained how it's Trump's fault. I've quit quit caring what the what the British thought about my guns since 1776. Exactly right, sir. Exactly right. Um, yeah, it was it was funny because again, uh, that story yesterday was the Ukraine, um, and the they also said uh, then Hillary came on. Good old Hillary came on. Without anything specific, uh, without any you know any any evidence or proof, she said the Ukraine's going on because of Donald Trump's poor leadership. Um, well, I, I guess that's the the same thing going on here with the uh, with every town for uh, for for gun safety. Um, they believe that because you have the ability to defend yourself, that more gun crimes are occurring. And again, justifiable homicide. Let's say somebody did break into your house and you stood your ground and you used your firearms. Those are not included in murder statistics, okay? Those are sets a separate item. You've got justifiable homicides. They, it's, it's completely down the line there, all right? So it's not the same thing to say that, well, because there's more guns, more people are standing their ground, and, and well, that might be so. But saying that they murdered the, the, the bad guy is, is not true. You know, that's, that's not... That's not how that plays. You know, don't, you, don't you love how they just twist the words around? Oh, yeah. They, 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 they take the information and they twist it and pervert it to make it fit their narrative. Yeah. And remember, control the media, control the message, control the message, control the masses. Uh, that's how that works. Um, we did have a conversation um, since we're the last couple of minutes of the hour um, about... Um, Canada. Listen, our good friends up in the north in Canada are still fighting the fight. But now we've got the distraction of Putin and, uh, and the Ukraine. Um, so now that that's going on, we've completely lost touch uh, of what's going on in, uh, in, uh, in Canada. Now, they've gone like news blackout. I mean, they, they've shut down, you know, uh, the government there in Canada, you know, Wi-Fi, and, and they've gone, they've seized the bank accounts of anybody that was involved or donated, like via you know one of them donation sites. Anybody that donated, they're seizing their money, Earl, um, right to our north. And guess what? They don't have. They don't have a Second Amendment now. No, there's like they don't. Four hunting rifles. There's like four hunting rifles in every house, but you know, um, you got to get some standoff distance to use those. But um, yeah, it's um, it's it's amazing to think what's going on up north, I mean, and that really could lead to. Hey, grab your gear. We're going. We're going skiing this weekend. You know. Um, listen, I saw. I saw that uh, uh, earlier with Canada. They talked about shutting off the power, shutting off the power to some of these people's homes, shutting off the power to where, uh, or you know, giving them no gasoline, uh, so they'd have to sit in the trucks and turn off the power to any facilities around there that aided and abetted them. Earl, it's zero degrees in Canada. And then real zero, not that Celsius crap where it's not real zero. Um, real zero. They're talking about killing. They're talking about killing their own citizens. Yeah, and and uh, and what what makes me even more shocked is they did a poll, and 65 percent of America's registered Democrat citizens have no problem with that. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of it is the message that's getting out. You know, they're making it seem like, you know, these are dirty biker truckers or something weird, you know? Um, they have no idea what the fight is up there. Uh, I mean, I really think that this is going to change what's going on in Canada over the long run because, listen, they don't have a Second Amendment. You know, and when they decide they're going to take more guns, they're going to take more guns. They did it last year, remember? Uh, they were like, oh, remember all those post-ban uh, assault weapons that you could have because they were modified? We changed our mind. We're taking them back. They did that. And nobody could do anything about it up there. Um, it is horrendous to think what's going on to the north. Uh, and, Earl, you know, these people don't have the opportunities to protect themselves the way we do. Although, put a few truckers together heading north, and I think that problem might be solved, you know? Truckers with some special loads in the back. You know, you know, here's some patriots to help you guys. We've been through this recently, you know? So I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot more that's going on in Canada, and they are not telling us what's going on in Canada. Um, and forget about the border. It's it's uh, it's it's a dead man's zone up there. You know, it's it's ridiculous right now. Uh, and 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 Earl, listen, if they succeed taking over up there, the, uh, the this Trudeau socialist government, you know, they're 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 to our north. What can that mean for us? You know, we've always depended on them to help protect our, our border. Yeah. You think it's tough to stop a border in a desert, right? Like in, in Texas, try doing one through the through the pine woods forest. <laughs> yeah. In, in winter, when it's zero. Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, folks, that's the first hour. Uh, please stick around. We got more second hour. Until then, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. And if you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on the swivel. Caltech Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location Bravo. Promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. 
My name is uh, my name is Mike, and uh, I'll be uh, helping us through the remaining hour of the program. Uh, I do not do the show by myself. Uh, let me go around the room real quick. Introduce you to all the guys here with me. On my right is the right hand man, the great 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 grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Doctor Corbett, approved memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Oh, good to be back. Coming to you live from Location Echo. Location Echo. Location Echo. Good stuff, good stuff. Hey, uh, Earl, uh, in addition to um, uh, you had the uh, cool experience of going to the uh, Battleship uh, Alabama Museum and everything else that's there, the aircraft, uh, the uh, helicopters, and the, and, the, and the drum, the submarine, um, we uh, we we aired last weekend a our shot show special. Uh, you know we, oh, we nice. do a lot of. We what's that? Nice. Oh yeah yeah we do we listen we do a lot of shot shows. I I, I lost count somewhere after about forty or fifty segments uh, that we did last time. Um, now we did uh, the the week we were there. I think we aired you know eight. We aired another eight last weekend. Uh, we've squeezed in a couple more since then. We've at this point we're down to like uh, the product review stuff. So so we'll send up. You, you know, uh, uh, you know, product reviews. You'll get them once a week. Not, not this week. I know our producers freaking out like now. What is he talking about? He didn't send me anything. Um, so not, not, not this week. Uh, but we'll start, you know, squeezing in some more of the good product reviews and timely stuff. A lot of the people when they go to Shot Show, they bring their products there, so uh, you know they could show them to distributors. All right. Um, now they're not on the market yet. You know, it's the new stuff that's coming out in the next couple of months. So it actually works well when we take those and we put them out a little bit later on because that's when they start to hit the market. Um, so it works. Um, but, Earl, the reason, the reason we did that last week, and it just worked out, um, I had some stuff I could do, either, either or. I had some extra work I could do. But uh, you, had a, you had a little special birthday weekend. Happy birthday, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, uh, last weekend was my birthday weekend. Did you? Uh, I, need to, I need to take a day off. <laughs> you had to take a day off. Yeah. Um, wait, did you have to take a day off after your birthday party? Uh, maybe. <laughs> that's the, that's the best kind of birthday party, right? Where oh, you yeah. might have showed up when it, you might have showed up in a suit and tie, but you ended up in your birthday suit. <laughs> Exactly. I, I, was, I was talking about swimming, folks. I don't know what you're talking about. I was talking about swimming. You know, that's, uh, uh, Florida, we got brown water. Don't worry about it. Um, so, uh, you got to do anything cool? Good, good, good weekend for you? Yes, I, I actually uh, I did do something cool. Uh, I have a, a, a lifelong tradition uh, from you know teenage years of trying to do something new and different for or on my birthday. And this year, I took the training class. Uh, and passed to get uh, my motorcycle endorsement. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I think most states have it now where you have to show proficiency or take a take a test. Um, and I think the two, the two ways to do it are you can go to the DMV and do prove the test there or go to one of the you know independent testing centers and take the training and do the test there, and then just take the certificate to the state. And I think that's what you did, right? Yes, that's what I did. And, and, and that's what I needed to do because it was a two-day class. The actual skills test portion for the testing portion for the state was half an hour. But uh, I, honestly, I needed to brush up on my 
motorcycle handling skills. And by no means am I, you know, I'm not evil Knievel yet, but I did satisfy the legal requirement. And I'm, I'm doing this what I think of as sensibly. I'm not, I'm not going to be on two wheels next week, uh, you know, all the time. Uh, I'm going to try out. I don't even know if I even want to buy a motorcycle. Uh, I'm going to probably borrow and rent. You know, I've got friends that have motorcycles and, and try it out. What uh, what kind of uh, bikes did they have you training on there at this school? Uh, very, very small ones. Uh, there were okay. a couple different kinds. Uh, I got one of the little sport motocross in, uh, inspired uh, motorcycles. It was a okay. Honda. Uh, it was a Honda. I'm trying to remember the name of it now. It was maybe 50 cc. It was a very, very small motorcycle. Uh, quite honestly, I looked comical. Uh, my <laughs> stature on this motorcycle. And somebody looked at, you know, mentioned a buddy of mine said, you look probably look like a circus bear on a, uh, riding a bicycle. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, you know, uh, like, like you said, everybody everybody has to learn sometime. And and you know, remember, in, in in Florida, it was. I want to think it was probably uh, until you or I were probably were about 20 years old before you had to get a motorcycle endorsement. And uh, I know I I grew up you know riding them, and just when I got my motorcycle endorsement, I just said, oh yeah, put the five dollar motorcycle stamp on it. And they were like, okay, there was no testing. And if you didn't get that test before that certain time period, well, then you had to go back and you had to. You, you had to get it done, you know. You had to get it later. So, but listen, I had my stamp on mine for twenty years. I didn't ride one that you know any of my family knew about. Anyway, um, <laughs> you, 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 well, you know, it is a buddy would bring a bike over and it'd be so awesome. You like, let me try it out. You take it around the block or up the highway at one hundred and forty-four miles an hour, and then you bring it back. You know, you just you you, you do what you want to do with it. But it's uh, it's been a while, and I think you rode the other ones I had recently. I had a. Uh, you know, a pair of Harleys, anniversary Harleys, with the last one being the, uh, 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 I think it was the, I think it was the O3 anniversary editions, the hundredth anniversary, yeah. Uh, but okay, we had them yeah. later than that. It was 2010, 2012, I think we had them last. It was the, uh, I had the, uh, the Dyna Lowrider. Um, at the, you know, it was in that perfect, uh, that crystal blue, also that dark crystal blue. Uh, oh yeah. Sometimes I miss it. Sometimes I miss it. But then, then again, I traded it for an airplane, so it worked out well. <laughs> Uh, I have I've not been yeah. disappointed. I, uh, I, I may or may not have taken that out to lunch while you weren't there. Oh, you did. Uh, you took that one, took the other one. It was all good. And I, I remember, uh, I remember it was just fun. It was fun getting back on. You know what I like them for? Um, uh, you know, it was just, it's just that, that little, the little short trips, the, uh, the fun on them, right? I don't know that I'd want to get on one and do one of them 200 mile rides or anything like that, you know? Uh, Maybe, maybe so. I, I don't know. I could if I wanted to. I guess uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how many offers yeah, I to go with. My, my, my thinking of, of looking at doing this is something that I can do with a wife once I get more experience and I can handle uh, having a passenger. It's something you know, the wife and I'll you know get up early Sunday morning and jump on and ride somewhere and have breakfast and and then just take the slow way home and. You know that that'll be it. That'll be you know until next weekend. I'm not looking at it. it's going to become my primary transportation and and all that. She thinking about being a riding them also or just being your passenger? Uh, she's going to start off as a passenger, but then you know 
writing herself may not be outside the realm of possibility. See where it goes from there. There you go. Hey, folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio. Coming to you live from Location Bravo and Location Echo. We'll be back after the break. The Caltech PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012.
listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from uh, Location Bravo and Location Echo. Uh, Earl, I know we were, uh, we were, we were trying to calculate uh, your time inbound. Uh, uh, how, how you looking? How you doing? How you doing? Uh, probably less than 10 minutes. We're going to get him here for the last segment, folks. He's going to be able to get himself some of this uh, kettle corn we got here for him. Uh, so it'll it'll work out. It'll work out pretty good. Work out pretty good. So, all right. Well, let's see here. Let's take a look at the let's take a look at the uh, the stories we got here for you today. Um, you know, this is uh, these these ones always come up. They come up all the time, and we're going to give you uh, uh, just give you them as they as they roll through top five most popular guns and why. Now I'm doing this one. I know Earl does not see this here. This is this is even better because um, uh, it's going to give him the opportunity to respond to just what I'm reading. So he's you're going to get the, uh, the 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 guy that knows response. Um, Earl, this is this is somebody has uh, has called this the top the top five and why. So it's not just top five, but top five and why. And I want to see okay. what uh, what your opinion is, what what you think on this. And I'll give it to you. And I want and this is what I want to hear back from you. Um, um, the, the Thompson Center Arms uh, uh, muzzle loading rifles, uh, muzzle loaders, uh, and basically because it's a muzzle loader. Um, what's a muzzle loader, folks? That's like um, if you look. Remember uh, the uh, uh, Revolutionary War guns and the Civil War guns, where they loaded through the muzzle. They put the ball in. They put the powder in. Well, powder, right? Then wadding, then ball. Um, and that—that's what a muzzle loader is. They uh, are not registered. They, there's, there's, uh, they, uh, the registers are wrong word. Um, they are a firearm if you use it against somebody, but for the purposes of purchasing them, they're not uh, a uh, a firearm that you have to do on a forty four seventy three. You could buy these at a regular hunting store. You could buy them online. You could have them sent to you, um, and they've become. Uh, a lot of a lot of hunters like them for the for the pureness of it for the for the pureness of the hunt. Um, so Earl, so Earl, as a number, as as a top five. What, what do you think of of, of a center fire? Yeah, I could I could see a Thompson Center Fire. Uh, that that brand specifically is a good name in in choosing uh, that type of firearm. Uh, a lot of uh, people purchase a black powder. Predominantly, all of them are black powder powered. Uh, they'll yes. buy them in kits. Uh, my my father did. My mother and I got together and got my father a black powder rifle kit, a flintlock. Uh, as a birthday present, and uh, it's a fond childhood memory. I remember helping my father assemble this kit. Yeah, and that's it is. It's it, and, and folks, I know it seems a little confusing. Uh, the name of the company that makes them, for the most part, is a uh, is Thompson Center Fires. But we're talking about a muzzle loading rifle, which is not a center fire rifle. Um, I mean, you you could put the little. Uh, a percussion cap in there or the primer in there, but you still have to load it with powder and ball through the end of it. So uh, it's just kind of weird because of the name. But yeah, Earl, I, and I think when I when you when you hear this whole list, you'll be like, okay, I think that'll fit in there. Um, number four is um, a, a Remington Model 870 pump action shotgun, uh, and I would even go as far as to say, uh, give me any pump action shotgun to put in here. Oh yeah, yeah, Remington 870 in in the pump. 
pump shotgun world, Remington 870 is pretty much the, the go-to uh, rifle. It's it was popular among civilians. Uh, I don't know. You know probably better than I do how many different law enforcement agencies issued Remington 870s. And to go into another brand name, uh, a Mossberg in particular, Mossberg 590. Uh, the Marine Corps was issued Mossberg 590A1s. Uh, so yeah, a, a pump shotgun I can easily see as uh, one of the most popular because I, I remember figure how many hunters when they were te first teenagers their first firearm was probably a pump shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. And, and again, agreed with you. Whether it's the uh, the the Remington 870 or the uh, the Mossberg 590 or even the little more basic 500 of it, um, uh, and they even have the uh, what is it? The Mossberg makes the Maverick 88, which is kind of the the, the pure basic version of a shotgun, a uh, you know, training shotgun, uh, for the most part. Um, so I, yeah, I like it. And, and and once I give you the next one, you'll see exactly where we're going. So so far, folks, for for top five firearms. Uh, it, it is one is, is get yourself a nice muzzle loader. Two is get yourself a nice pumped shotgun. Number three is an AR-15. Now, or they specify one name manufacturer here, but they're all the same. You know, there's there's very little difference uh, unless you you know you're your brand loyalist and you know uh, who's got better. Um, you know, 80% of the parts all come from the same place, but there's better companies out there with better, you know, better customer service, uh, better better side products, all of that stuff. So you pick the one you like, and you get you an AR-15. Uh, I think uh, Earl, the AR-15 fits right in the top five. Oh, definitely. Me, me personally, I, I, I would have guessed the AR-15 is number one, but that's my personal opinion. Well, you and I like to use an AR-15 for uh, its universal activity, uh, right? Just make that word up, did I? Um, yeah. You know, you could use it for home defense. You could use it for hunting. You can use it for, uh, uh, you know, for for target shooting. Um, you sport, uh, you know, competition. It's got the ability to do everything, and, and you know, it's a, uh, it's something that, uh, well. Uh, soldiers and you know Marines and everybody else have been training on for years to use it for everything. So it's a it's a it's a pretty uh, a, a, a pretty uh, useful gun all the way around. Oh yeah, with it, with its modularity, uh, it can be adapted for many many different tasks and uses. Uh, something I always like to uh, phrase I like to use, especially with the the overly macho guys that are interested in ARs. They want to you know, uh, explain how it can be changed up. I said, you know, an AR-15 has everything available for it. You know, you can you can customize it to however you want to use it. You know, uh, we we you know as men we didn't have Barbie dolls when we were little girls, so we grew up and now we have an AR-15 that we can customize uh, the how we want it. Um. Yeah, listen, I know it was a Freudian slip, but I wasn't a little girl. Um, maybe you started that way, but I was not. Um, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, now, uh, listen, we played with dolls, right? But that's we took the G.I. Joes out, and we, uh, and we used to take the dolls prisoner and stuff like that. So um, let's see. But absolutely, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great, uh, a great uh, item. So, all right, here we go, number two, number two. Number two, uh, the Smith & Wesson Model 10 revolver. Now, this came from the, 
like the World War One ish, uh, the, you know, the, the M and P, the military and police, and the Model Ten was uh, was probably the most common Smith and Wesson 38 caliber revolver in use by police departments for probably 60, 70 years before they started making changes. Um, I know New York City Police Department carried these into the 80s, Earl. Um, so they were out there for a very long time. Um, now, again, I won't say you have to have the Model Ten, but if we said you need to have a good revolver, at least 38 caliber. Here you go. That's number two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, again, my, my personal change on that is I would just up the caliber a little bit to a three fifty seven solely or, well, greatly for the reason of you can then run either three fifty seven or thirty eight Special. Exactly right. It gives you that uh, little more uh, usability. You know, you can, uh, you can do what you want with it. Um, all right. And then number one, number one gun. And it's going to make a lot of people mad, uh, a lot of younger people mad, because number one is the 1911. Okay, I'll go with that. I, I can, yeah, I mean, as, as much as, you know, I, I have nothing against the 1911. I have incredible respect for John Moses Browning's design. It is over 100 years old. We are in 2022. The best we can do to that platform is tweak it. We we yeah. haven't been able to revamp it, redesign it, you know, change the the performance greatly. All we can do is make little subtle tweaks to it here and there. Ninety five, ninety eight percent of the platform is as he designed it over a hundred years ago. Exactly right. And listen, uh to sum this up, folks, uh, they give you these top five, and this is where I said that this would start to make sense to you. Um, number five is get yourself a pump shotgun. Number, or excuse me, number five is get yourself a muzzle loader, a muzzle loader, so you, you can learn all about firearms and muzzle loading. Number four is get yourself a pump shotgun. Number three is get an AR-15. Number two is get a nice revolver, 38 caliber, 357 caliber. And number one is get a good semi-automatic. Listen, in today's day and age, it doesn't. If it's not the 1911, and you go with the Glock, or you go with some other, you know, quality named, uh, you know, semi-automatic, we're okay with that. Just this is the five that you should have when you're building your five. Uh, you know, you maybe the muzzle loader. You wait because you want to get yourself a semi-auto shotgun, and then you get the muzzle loader six. Uh, you can you can do that. But these are great. This is a great place to start, uh, and this is. Uh, this is truly a good starter kit. So this is a good, this is a good article. Uh, I liked how they uh, oh, yeah. how they put this together. So um, thanks to the author uh, William Harris, William Harris from How Stuff Works. Uh, check him out there. Hey, folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Location Bravo. We get back. We should have some uh, Harlan Hero and Major Bill. The Ridiculous Crime Podcast proves that true crime isn't always about mayhem and murder. Sometimes it's just silly. Take a deep dive into the absurd side of criminality with tales of stupid capers and idiotic cons that are 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. 16-year-old Max Wade decides to steal the yellow and black Lamborghini Gallardo Spider. The owner? Uh -huh. You know him as Guy Fieri. <gasps> Listen to Ridiculous Crime on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. 
podcasts. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family owned and operated GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR-15 and AR-308 platform style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free-floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and GunTech swag, visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl. The following hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by maxlaworlando.com. A. Died February 25th, 2012, during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Altay, 41, of Ann Arbor, Michigan, was assigned to the Provincial Reconstruction Team, Divisional Training Center, Special Troops Battalion, 4th Infantry Division, Fort Hood, Texas. He was killed in Iraq after being kidnapped in Baghdad on October 23rd, 2006. He was declared missing captured on December 11th, 2006. The Armed Forces Medical Examiner at Dover Air Base, Delaware, positively identified his remains February 25, 2012. A Shiite extremist group handed over a simple wooden casket containing the remains of the last U.S. soldier missing in Iraq, a prominent Iraqi lawmaker said Monday, drawing a close to a case that has anguished the American family since his 2006 departure. The Pentagon confirmed that it had received the remains that were verified as Altes. Army Staff Sergeant Ahmed Altay, you are not forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960, and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you again for sponsoring the Fallen Hero segment of the program. Folks, you can get a hold of Kevin Maxwell at uh, MaxLawOrlando.com. MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. Hey, on the line with this, we have the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of the program. Please welcome back to the program, Major Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How's everybody doing this week? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, not too shabby. How are things in the in the world of Major Bill? Uh, you know, uh, Panthers are in a little bit of a slump. Uh, lost their last three. Uh, they fell to Edmonton today, four to three. So I don't know. Uh, you have to get back, uh, get back, and uh, see if they can't put the uh, puck in the back of the net and uh, win some games here. 
That's how you got to do it. Take shots. Um, listen, this is normally the time of year when I start to wean myself off of hockey and uh, and get onto the the basketball uh, nub in there. But um, not so much this year. Uh, Rob Manfred's got to go. This guy needs to take a long walk off a short pier, the commissioner of baseball. He's ruining the game. So uh, I'm with you. Let's play some hockey here until the rest of the year is done. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so how are you? Uh, how are things going? With, uh, what, what do you bring us today? Well, you know, I, I have a, uh, a wonderful story that I, that I wanted to share. It's right there in, in your backyard uh, in there in beautiful uh, Orlando. And, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the famous things that we always talked about in law enforcement, Mike, if you remember, is you come to Florida on vacation and you leave here on probation. Probation. That's right. Uh, so we had a we had a couple of sisters that uh, were visiting from uh, from New Jersey up there. There you go. Uh, and there you they, go. Were there, they were there at the hap, hap, happiest place on earth at Disney World, where it ended up being, you know, one of those situations where they came down on vacation and were were going to leave on. <laughs> Probation. Well, sisters, yeah, they started out, you know, with a with a wonderful dinner at a steakhouse there in, in Disney Springs, and then they went down to uh, one of the old Irish pubs there and and, uh, and had a bevy or two. Well, wow. evidently they had a, a bevy or two too many, so when they called the Uber to come pick them up, uh, you know, the Uber driver uh, told the two sisters, uh, both twenty nine and thirty one. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're not, not that old, uh, that, you know, listen, uh, you've had too much to drink. I'm not taking you. Uh, so they got upset about that, but one of the security guards there, uh, then called them a taxi. Well, while they're waiting right, right. for the taxi, the sisters got into an argument. Of course, you know, add alcohol, uh, put family in, in together, uh, in close proximity and you're, you're going to have nothing but great times. Um, right, right. Well, started off with with one of the sisters accusing the other one of being a bad mother. Uh, and then she slapped her. So, uh, so the other one had to defend her honor and uh, then punched the other sister back, and it led to a melee. So the <laughs> wonderful deputies there uh, at the Orange County Sheriff's Office uh, responded to break up that fight. Uh, and when they got there, they uh, found the younger sister screaming and crying, wearing nothing but her underwear and sandals. Um, so they... Well, you don't, want to be walk, you don't want to be walking around Florida concrete without your shoes on. I'll say that. This is true, because, you know, even at 1240 at night, it's still radiating the heat off there, and uh, you, know, you, you, gotta, you get that burn. You know, you don't want to do you that. Get a, no. So uh, the deputies get there, and... The two re-engage in their physical confrontation, uh, slapping each other in the face. Uh, then they began punching and slapping, pulling each other's hair. The only thing that's missing from this is a pool of jello or mud. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or well, cold Yeah, yeah, you got to be more in Daytona for that. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> that's, well, that's a Daytona activity. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's why I said it was nothing. So you know, it's, it's whatever's yeah. good. So. They kept going at it. The deputies tried to break them up. Uh, one of the sisters fell into the bushes. The other one jumped on top of them in the fight. 
and then they uh, the other one tore her dress off, exposing her breasts, uh, where they began <laughs> to punch each other. Now, where they were punching each other, I don't know, but they were punching each other. Uh, one of them got landed a good good punch, causing the other one to throw up, and the one that landed uh, the good punch slipped in the vomit. Yeah, <laughs> then she slips in the vomit. So finally, I think the deputies, after they they step back, put some gloves on, and said, "All right, we got to do something about this." Uh, were a, uh, able to uh, separate them and arrest them. So they were both charged with uh, misdemeanor domestic violence, uh, uh, battery, disorderly intox, uh, and uh, it's going to go to the state attorney's office and uh, see what they, uh, they want to do. But word has it that, after all that, neither sister wants to press charges against each other. So <laughs> just another... Wonderful tale. You know, people get jealous when they hear about Florida man, Florida woman. They want to come down here and see if they can rise to that level. You know, um, I would say that, uh, you know, Florida has not beat. And I'm surprised that um, they these two girls did not pull out. There's a valid defense for this. I mean, when the deputies get there and all they have to do is say, we're from Joyce. And then they would go, oh, well, all right, carry on. Yeah, because so, it's, 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 absolutely. Because this is like this. This is like a, a Wednesday night family dinner in Jersey. You know, um, so I, I guess uh, <laughs> this is, uh, you know, and I'm I'm, I'm frantically uh, looking here, trying to find some pictures or at least some video. Uh, I, I, how does this not happen how, in today's day and age? How are these two not uh, on the on the front uh, the front of the TikTok today or whatever it is? Uh, you know, with their yeah, with their bra. I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, you got I don't know either, but you no. got you got the clothes torn off. You got uh, you got making vomit angels on the ground here. It sounds like you got uh, you got everything going here. Absolutely, you know, and the producer of Jersey Shore could even turn this into like a a, a spinoff episode. You know, Jersey Shore oh, comes yeah. to Florida. You know, yeah, Didn't they have something Disney like floor, yeah. From Jersey Shore to Disney floors. Here we go, baby. There you go. <laughs> I like that. I like that. We should, you know, we should market that. That's it. Right, you know what? I know a guy. I know a guy. We'll give him a call. We'll call Craig, Mr. Craig DeLuz. He's our he's our he's our California connection. Him and our friend, good friend Billy. Um, yeah, this is this is good stuff. I'm. Uh, I, I will find. We'll find some video. We'll find something, you know, like this. I, I, this has got a great. That's a good story right there. That's top-notch uh, quality news reporting right there. Uh, what do you well, think? Hey, you're uh, just like I, I, I try yeah, to bring the yeah. best. Try to bring the best. Earl, Earl, Earl's just like. Uh, well, Why does it have to always happen? Well, you, you know what? Earl's just kind of like unimpressed. He's like, man, I see that on Tuesdays. You know, that's just that happens in front of me at the Chipotle. You know, that's just. That's, it's just so. Uh, come on, come on, Earl. You you know the saying. You know the saying. Say it with me. You don't mess with Texas, but you don't. You don't f with Florida. <laughs> See, Bill right. and I are not That's from. Right. The major and I are not from Florida. You know, we're 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 new to this. Earl's born and raised here. This again <laughs> is like getting on the bus and going to school to him. You know, this is this is normal stuff. So, thank you, uh, Major. Thank you for joining us. Please, all you and your folks, stay safe. Absolutely, to my brother and sister and boy. Remember, wear your best. Wear your belt. Watch your sick. Yours and arms from Radio Company Live from the MagSwag.com studios. The guys will see right after the break.
The Kel-Tec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from uh, Location Bravo. Here we are, last segment. Yes, last I segment made it. Yay! Yes, uh, yes uh, Earl is here. He said, we're, now, we're all now by our Location B. We're all Location <laughs> B. Location Bravo here. Uh, Earl, let me see. There's two stories here. We got to the end here. I'm going to tie them together. Uh, it's actually kind of like three, but two and a half. But uh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, the uh, the state of of, of uh, Texas, if you recall, uh, two three months ago, they uh, they had an abortion law, and I believe the abortion law was, um, uh, you know, it was it was six six weeks or eight weeks, something like that. Anything beyond six weeks or eight weeks, um, they had to. Uh, there, there would be liability for those that perform the procedure, uh, and Texas is trying to uh, ban abortion. Right? right. Um, you know, conservative uh, state, conservative state house, conservative uh, uh, you know governor. They're trying to, uh, to to ban the abortion. We go back to more of the conservative uh, uh, viewpoint. Um, still limited. There, it's still limited there. You know, so it's not completely banned. There's still exceptions to it. Uh, they're just trying to narrow the focus. Um, and I think what uh, what they're trying to do, and uh, I. I I, uh, I don't want to take an abortion side here. It's not where I'm trying to go. What they're trying to do, though, is make the is make the point that um, abortion is not a, a form of birth control. Right. Okay. Um, we'll leave it that. I'm not again not trying to get involved in politics. So but the, the, it went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, okay, okay, because 
the, the provision in there says, um, listen, you're allowed to have the abortion if you want. It's just that those people that, uh, you know, performed it uh, or were involved with it can be sued by a, a third-party individual. So I, let's just say off the top of my head, uh, you know, the, uh, a woman gets this abortion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then either a parent sues or a parent of the person who got the abortion or maybe the father of the child can sue, right? Okay. Uh, so, so there's that, that opportunity available. I think that's how they were trying to go. They were trying to say that, you know, uh, uh, children under 18 and, um, uh, and, and perhaps the father of the child should have more say. And I believe that's probably why they, they, they reasoned it the way they did. Anyway, California hears this, and Governor Newsom in California hears this and says, oh, well, then we're going to create a firearms law based on their abortion law. Because they're both they're both constitutional rights, according to Newsom. Uh, if you can show me where in the Constitution it says abortion, um, I'll, I'll eat your hat. All right, we'll do that. That old saying, I'll eat your hat. Um, it, 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 it's not. It's not a constitutional right. It's, it's a Supreme Court decision, absolutely, but it's not a constitutional right. Um, the um, so here's what the governor has said in California. So what we're going to do is allow private citizens to sue third party. Third-party private citizens can now sue gun manufacturers or gun sales or gun gun dealers if a gun's used in a crime. All right, or if a gun is the crime. Because remember, in California, possession of a personally made non-serialized firearm is a felony. Okay. Here, you and I, we can do it right now. It's no big deal. Uh, you know, the alleged ghost gun, right? Right, right. You and I can own a standard-issue modern sporting rifle, semi-automatic AR-15. It's not illegal. In California, it is, if, you know, if you don't register it and let them know, uh, and if you don't modify it, right? So what they're saying is, let's say somebody gets caught with either of those firearms. A third party can now come along and sue, you know, uh, um, Colt, you know, or, or, can, or can sue uh, Polymer 80. Uh, and then sue them because they're basing it on the California, excuse me, the Supreme Court interpretation of the Texas law, that the third party can say they were a victim of it. What Texas has failed to, excuse me, what California has failed to realize, because, again, small brains. Oh, I think, yeah, I think exactly. they're outside in the hot air too much. Uh, at least here we got the humid, right? It keeps the brain juices from drying up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there you got, like, the California desert and all that nonsense. I'm pretty sure... It dries out the brain juices there. Probably. It gets it like a, I picture it like a like a like a dehydrated meatloaf banging around in their skull. Just it is. you know, yep. yeah, yeah. It's just it's just it's there, but it's just it's just it's rattling not doing it. Yeah, it's just yeah. rattling around, just rattling around. Uh, you got to you got to keep that greased up. You got to keep it moist. Oh yeah, right. Um, and uh, they decided they're going to put this law into place, uh, and they're, they're 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 enacting it now. They're working on it now. The problem is that uh, the federal law for placa still exists, the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act. Right. It's still a federal law. So, so follow me through with this. So the state's trying to enact a law that is in direct contradiction to a federal law? Correct. Hmm. This, I, I, I have no legal mind. I don't see this working out well for them. Doesn't it sound like we're just wasting more Californians' money? Yeah. You know? And we have to pay for that. Because, listen, California is upside down. 
you know, in their in their in their uh, their their state budget, they get they get subsidized by the federal government, which means you and I are paying for poor immigrants in uh, in California on welfare with driver's licenses. You know, that's what that's what we're doing. Uh, not a lie, folks. Read up on it. Do a little googling. You know what I'm talking about. That, um, that can't speak a word of English. That's right. That's right. Um, so, I, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this law because. Let's say, again, somebody gets caught with a polymer 80 uh, self-manufactured uh, you know, a pistol. And again, it's only illegal in California. It's not illegal here. It's not illegal federally. So they get arrested for it. Third party comes along, says, I'm suing polymer 80 because that guy broke the law. Uh, and polymer 80 broke the law by selling it to them. Okay, so it goes to, it goes to polymer 80. And polymer 80 comes in and goes... Um, uh, first off, we're not based in California, so the heck with you. Um, so let's say they sue the guy who owned the gun. He goes, oh, hold on a second here. Um, you're, you're saying that uh, because I purchased this firearm legally that you're going to sue me because your state law says it's illegal. And that's a little bit of a stretch, right? Well, my defense is if the federal law says it's not illegal. Your state law says it's illegal. Federal law says it is legal. Right, and, and you, you, you simplified it a little bit. When that individual says, I bought this kit, yes. and under federal law, I legally, by right, made this kit yeah. into my own personal, privately owned firearm. Yes. Now you're trying to arrest me for violating your state law. Correct, correct. So the guy, the, your defendant there in California says the federal law says it's legal. Well, that state court right there will probably say, well, we don't care what the federal court is, and then convict him. Well, they can't convict him. It's a civil charge. So they'll find him at fault. Well, he appeals it. Mm-hmm. Well, he appeals it to a federal court. Mm-hmm. Now, he probably appeals it to the federal Ninth Circuit Court. Right. And we know they're not going to be anti-gun. Right. Which means we, we appeal it to the next level, which is the Supreme Court, which means there's the opportunity. They think they're outsmarting us <laughs> by putting this new law into place. Uh-huh. And this has the opportunity to bite them in the ass and go all the way to the Supreme Court and get all of their nonsense overturned. So, so you're saying we're possibly giving them enough rope they're going to hang themselves? You know, it's exactly right. They are the, the same analogy I used with, uh, with Biden and Putin this week. Putin's playing uh, chess while Biden's playing checkers. Yeah. It's, it's just like you said. We're, hey, here's some more rope. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Uh, so it's kind, of, uh, it's kind of interesting. So here's the third part of the story. Um, the state of Wisconsin. We, we have our good friend Chad Wisconsin. from Wisconsin. Chad from Wisconsin. Um, this, the Wisconsin has said, uh, hey, you know what? You see this stuff going on in California? I know we got the federal law that says the Protection of Lawful uh, uh, Commerce and Arms Act. Right. Why don't we do our own bill to protect firearm makers and sellers from lawsuits? Okay. Uh, okay. So they've done it. Nice. So this week, Wisconsin has said, uh, hey, we got a law that mirrors their law, the federal law. So it says not only, you, now you can't sue on the federal court side, and you can't sue on the, on the state court side. So, uh, hey, uh, you anti-gunners? Get bent. It's basically what it says. Um, so it, it's uh, it's passed uh, uh, both houses there now. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's it's going to uh, 
just wait to go forward and, uh, and pass into law. It's just waiting for some time now. Uh, there were some interesting comments, though. One of the Democrats there, she said, uh, she highlighted that gun manufacturers are already protected through federal laws, and the gun industry already enjoys more protection from litigation than the manufacturer of cars or tobacco or products. Lies! Yeah, you know, no, it's just, no. It's just lies! You know? I, I could agree <laughs> that they, they may enjoy the same protections. Yeah, I mean, who, who, who goes after and sues Ford, Chevy, or Dodge for, unfortunately, a family member getting killed or injured because of the result of a drunk driver. Yeah. What makes them think it's going to work of this criminal violated existing laws, stole this firearm, violated more existing laws, broke into my family member's house, violated another law, and killed my family member or injured them, I'm going to go after and sue the firearm manufacturer because of all this that happened. Uh, why don't you go after the human being yeah. that did all this? Exactly right. Exactly right. Folks, uh, thanks for joining us this week. We'll be back with you next week on another edition of Arms Room Radio. Until next week, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Kel-Tec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com.